2: Excited about uh, tonight, excited about the weekend ahead. Hey, everybody, Patrick Johnson here. P-Man Show, Ben Byram, and the ref, Philip Pilkington, are uh, producing today. Uh, we've got uh, the high school football playoffs. Round one starting tonight. Back down to the four brackets this year rather than the eight. No subdivision of the classifications. Uh, still as many teams get in. So 64 teams in the 2A through the 3A brackets. Uh, Maybe 60, something like that in the uh, 1A. We'll get started uh, here for uh, high school football action. Uh, We'll have it on our airwaves tonight. Rose will uh, go for a state title. Trying to get back to the state championship game for the first time since 2015. Of course, they are in the uh, 3A East as the number six seed uh, entering the uh, tournament tonight. They will host Croatan. Right off of uh, Highway 24 there in Carteret County, game will be played uh, in Greenville, seven o'clock, and you'll hear it right here on 94.3. The game, uh, North Pitt tonight. If you are a North Pitt uh, Panthers fan, they've had a heck of a season in football. Uh, Coach uh, Greg Watling's done a fabulous job, uh, and they're gonna have uh, a trip tonight to Edenton Homes. Uh, that's gonna be tough. Holmes is uh, up in the 2A ranks this year, but uh, Holmes is always, always a uh, tough out. And uh, if you're a North Pitt fan, 7 o'clock tonight, you'll hear that game on 1037 WTIB. So stay tuned for that. Uh, If uh, you're a North Pitt fan, uh, fan, can't make the game tonight, keep up with it on 1037 WTIB. We'll have coverage for you between the Panthers and the Aces of uh, John Holmes. Uh, Also uh, tonight out of Pitt County, Conley at Durham Hillside. So uh, the Vikings will try to go and uh, have to score a lot of points in order to get a victory against Hillside in Durham, who's uh, a perennial power. Uh, Many other teams in the East. We've got it up for you on our uh, Facebook page and also our uh, Twitter page, at least the local broadcast slate. The full schedule of kind of teams in the East tonight is up uh, on – the ninety-four point three, the game Facebook page. Do you want to give a shout out to JP Two John Paul Catholic the uh, second is going to be against uh, Rocky Mount Academy tonight. Uh, that is a semifinal game of the North Carolina High School Independent Schools Championship, uh, the Eight-Man Division One Semifinal. JP 2 with a historic win last week against Parrot Academy, who's kind of been the perennial state champion power uh, at that uh, division of uh, independent schools football, eight-man football. Both JP 2 and APA play 11-man teams and play public schools. So uh, they are the top two seeds in that tournament. Gets underway tonight. Parrot is hosting Kerry Christian over in Kinston. JP2 will be playing host to Rocky Mount Academy. And then tomorrow at JP2 in the afternoon, I think at 2 o'clock, the Independent Schools 8-Man D2 Championship, Halifax Academy will uh, come to Greenville to play Wayne Christian coming over from Wayne County. So uh, that is uh, some football tomorrow if you want to go check out some high school football uh, tomorrow uh, at, uh, I believe, 2 o'clock at JP2, Halifax and Wayne Christian. All right, uh, we've got ECU. and Oh, by the way, by the way, uh, Chris Hughes from Carolina Preps, uh, also NC Preps, uh, also the Charlotte Observer, the guru of high school football, will be with us later in the show, and we're going to kind of handicap uh, the uh, high school football playoffs for you coming up. Uh, we'll also hear in a few minutes from Joe Dooley, Pirate Basketball gets underway Tuesday as they will take on South Carolina State to open the season inside of Williams Arena, Minji's Coliseum. Uh, but we've got pirate football coming your way tomorrow. 3 o'clock kick inside of Doughty Ficklin Stadium, Temple, and East Carolina. We'll be on the air at 12 noon with our Pirate Game Day countdown. Noon until 2, join Terrence Copper and me. Pirate Game Day countdown for Bush Light, as we'll be bringing you uh, coverage of the Pirates and Owls. Tomorrow, as those AAC foes will clash Saturday afternoon. Uh, Temple, by the way, is hoping to bounce back after getting blown out at home, 49-7 to by UCF Saturday. They're the 12-point dog coming in. Pirates uh, enter the weekend 4-4, and 2-2. and And uh, it was a week ago last Thursday, or a week uh, from this past Thursday, that the Pirates got a, a gutsy 29-14 home win over South Florida. Uh, and uh, the Owls lead the all-time series 9-8. They have won six straight over the Pirates. Prior to last season, Pirates picked up uh, a win in Philly in that bizarre game, 28-3. to uh, Temple was missing a bunch of guys on the roster. They were real depleted. Uh, but the Pirates got the win last year, and that was kind of a key win to help really uh, fuel the momentum to a good close of that bizarre COVID season. Uh, Temple got off to a nice start three and two, but the owls have really struggled since, uh, knocking off Memphis, uh, a while back, uh, Dwayne Mathis, their quarterback, uh, finished, uh, the game last week, 16 of 29 for 121 yards. The backup Justin Lynch came in late. 46 yards, 3 of 6 passing, uh, and had a touchdown. They like to huddle before. They were down 21 nothing at the half uh, last week, uh, but they huddle. Uh, they have struggled bottom 15 nationally in scoring on both sides of the ball. The offense putting up an average of uh, just over 20 points at 323.5 yards per game. The opponents have really shredded the Temple defense this year. 35.8 is what they're allowing as far as points, and 383.5 yards per game. Uh, the Mathis kid, by the way, uh, transferred from Georgia. 1,100 yards and six touchdowns uh, coming in. He also can run the ball a little bit for him. Uh, their secondary was really kind of shorthanded last week. But uh, we'll see who's back and available. Uh, the Pirates had a big second half. It wasn't the prettiest of games last Thursday, but they outlasted South Florida. And uh, right now, it's all there for ECU. 500 at 4-4, 2-2 in the league. Rajay Harris, uh, 100 yards in the uh, game. Ehlers, uh, probably one of his better games. He passed for 220 on 21 out of 35 and uh, had the touchdown. He carried it 11 times for 78 yards. Harris, the 100 yards, as we mentioned, in a score, but he also uh, ran it 22 times. Uh, Audio Matosho with the touchdown catch. Pirates to go ahead. And uh, he and C.J. Johnson were the leading receivers last week. Pirates uh, dominant on the offensive side of the ball. Out gaining South Florida a week ago from yesterday, 471 to 391. They also forced four turnovers uh, in the game. And then there was, of course, the pick six to kind of seal things. Coach Houston talked about the tough first half and then was really impressed with the way his team responded in the uh, second uh, half, particularly in the uh, third quarter. All right, so all of that to lead you into some comments from Coach Houston. Let's go ahead and get to our Pirate Report. And the Pirate Report today is brought to you by the Seahorse Steakhouse, where you'll always get Danny's Steaks and Mama's Cakes. Barber Hendrick Honda at the point of Greenville Boulevard and Memorial Drive. Also by Comfort Master and Comfort Air of New Call Comfort Master for your heating and AC needs. Lewis Farley, Robin Bowen, two great pirates. And they bring you today's pirate report. This was really something. You know, we've talked a lot about the <laughs> – well, just talked a lot about, you know, where ECU is. And this is sort of uh, what we do in the media. We speculate. Four and four, they're showing up in the bowl projections, which is a great thing to see. First time in years you could say that about the pirates. Uh, but don't don't bring that noise to Coach Houston. Don't talk to him about getting bowl eligible and getting six or seven wins already. This was Coach Houston when asked about this the other day.
3: I'm worried about the importance of trying to get five. That's it. I mean, y'all can talk about all that stuff you want to. I'm worried about Temple. That's it. I don't want to talk about anything else. Okay, when you look temple, at- temple, Temple, Temple is the only game that matters. The only game that matters
2: little inflect little steve logan like inflection you go for it every time the only game that matters i love it all right mike houston on the week of
3: practice for ecu thought you know last couple of days you know really good effort at practice the kids really you know practice well today as far as their effort um you know cleaner practice than we would yesterday so you know, same way tuesday and wednesday we kind of talk about each week you've got you know different schemes uh that you're facing each week and You know, Temple runs a a, 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 scheme that's a little bit different than anything we've seen this year defensively. So you got to continue working it, cleaning everything up, Uh, but uh, progressing along. Being a big big game for Saturday.
2: Today's Pirate Report, we're going to get to as many of these cuts with Coach Houston as we possibly uh, can here. Uh, Coach Houston uh, talked about how guys have responded uh, to the injuries at tackle.
3: Justin's played well. Noah's played well. Uh, you know, Walt's got some good quality reps in there, and then Shad's played a good bit of tackle. So, you know, those guys—they've done a good job just handling a lot. Um, but I'm just—I'm uh, really pleased with the way those kids that are playing and responded. So, and the good thing is—is—you is, know—we'll have Rob and uh, Bailey back. You know, it's just—you uh, know—Bailey be next year, and Rob hopefully at some point uh, here this fall.
2: Well, one thing Mike Houston told us as these uh, injuries piled up along the offensive line is. He was going to have to have a lot of guys, you know, uh, that have to be able to play multiple positions up front. You know, a starter may have to be a backup in another spot, etc. And uh, you just needed some versatility up front. All right, uh, Mike Houston on the progress of his wide receivers. We mentioned C.J. Johnson uh, with a little bit of a breakout against South Florida. And, of course, we've seen great progress from Audio Matosho. And uh, certainly Tyler Snead has proven to be. Valuable and dangerous. Uh, some others have come along as well. Coach Houston on that uh, wide receiver room.
3: Well, I think your competition is always going to, you know, elevate uh, everybody's play, and I think that's that's something that's been really a, a pleasant surprise this year, as we have, you know, a lot of different pieces, um, and so I, th- I do think that competition helps. I think experience helps. Um, you know, when we started a couple of years ago, we started with you know a bunch of freshmen. You know, now those guys are. Experienced guys in that receiving room, and so uh, I think that's made a difference.
2: And uh, Mike Houston uh, giving us a scouting report on the Temple uh, Temple Owls.
3: I, th- I think their I think their offensive coaches do a really good job with their scheme. I think it's going to present a lot of uh, a lot of issues for us. Uh, the veteran, physical offensive line, uh, the big running back is a good quality tailback in this league. You know, the quarterback. Uh, you know, does a great job right there. Um, talented guy. You know, they got some receivers that they most around all over the place that really have some, you know, some ability and some speed. And it's just, it's going to be a great challenge right there. And and defensively, you know, they've got you know good down guys, good stand-up guys that can run. I mean, it's just, I I know that everybody looks at a couple of their losses they've had, but I, I mean, I look at a couple of their wins they've had. Uh, they played a Boston College, a good Boston College team, very close. They beat a really good Memphis team. I mean, this is, you know, this is a beat an Akron team on the road. This is a good football team coming in here Saturday. Um, yeah, I'm, we're going to have to play really, really well.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I, you can't look at, overlook things for ECU. It looks like there's going to be a pretty good crowd tomorrow. Weather uh, should cooperate as, as it appears. You know, I, I'll, I'll say this, and, and this picks up a little bit on what uh, Coach Houston talked about there. You know, ECU is going to really have to have some good discipline tomorrow. Because Defensively, because uh, they do motion. They, they, they're in that huddle. They come out, you know, 12, 15 seconds left. Then they're motioning guys around. So there's a lot of window dressing. So discipline on defense uh, tomorrow for the Pirates is going to be a big key in my book. Let's listen in. Uh, this is uh, Rod Carey, the coach of Temple. And he talked about preparing for uh, Ehlers, who is a veteran in the AAC.
4: Well, you look at the tape is what you do and, and you base off of whether they're a freshman or senior, what they're performing, the level they're performing at and what you need to take away and what you need to try to do to them, given a scheme. And some experience certainly weighs into that, but that's really where you start on those things. Obviously uh, you deal with a more inexperienced guy. There are some different things that you can do when you're dealing with an experienced guy. He's kind of seen it all. So um, you, you try to do some things as well there, but that's what you do. You, you get to the film is what you do, Sean.
2: All right. So, uh, that is, uh, the temple coach talking about how to kind of deal with, with Holton Aylers this week. We'll see what the pirates do. All right. Uh, three o'clock tomorrow, ECU at temple. We will be on the air at 12 noon with our pirate game day countdown for Bush light. And, uh, we hope you will join us, uh, for the pregame as we lead you into coverage of the Pirates and Owls uh, from Dowdy-Ficklin Stadium. When we come back, it's already time to start talking some Pirate hoops. Uh, Joe Dulley will join us again. We'll take a look at the uh, early season slate for the Pirates. ECU gets onto the hardwood at home on Tuesday. As they will take on South Carolina State to open the 2021-2022 season. I'm just glad we're opening opening it in a normal fashion. Uh, so Joe Dooley on the other side here on the Patrick Johnson get you to the weekend football Friday edition.
0: Pirates, there. Panthers, go baby, very good. The P Man. Uh, without This is Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. Ninety-four-three, the game. The flagship station of the ECU Pirates.
1: Hot. Is your pharmacy fumbling when it comes to customer service, prescription fills, compounding, medical equipment, and enteral intravenous therapy? Perhaps it's time for you to allow Healthwise Pharmacy to score a touchdown in regards to your pharmaceutical needs. Locally owned and operated by pharmacist Marcy Parker, Healthwise Pharmacy puts you and your health first. Offering top-of-the-line customer service, individual attention, and free prescription delivery to anywhere in Pitt County. HealthWise Pharmacy, 615B Memorial Drive in Greenville. First, we decide where we want to go. Then, we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name's Adam Baratta. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest-rated precious metals firm in the country. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. We paid how much for those lessons? Shh, she's doing great.
0: Oh yeah, totally. Uh, Can you pass me a Pepsi Zero Sugar? (sighs) Great job, honey! Oh. look at that, that's not the end. No way, now it's time for the encore. You know what, you're right, five times,
3: not enough times. For everyone who traded in rock concerts for their kids recitals, you've compromised enough. Pepsi Zero Sugar, that's what I like.
0: Here is your ice cold Pepsi Zero Sugar, sir. Oh, thanks. Wanna watch the game? Ooh, little
5: sports ball on a Sunday afternoon. (laughs) Don't mind if I do. Hey, did we win? It it sounds like we won. It's still the first quarter. I must be lucky. People say that about me. Tough break
3: on that free throw there. Shouldn't be doing that. Dude, we're watching football. Come on. For everyone who spent the entire game explaining the entire game, you've compromised enough. Pepsi Zero Sugar. That's what I like.
0: Ah. Pirate football lives on game days right here. Here we go. On the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. 94-3, the game.
2: Pirate basketball is right around the corner. It's going to start up on Tuesday. South Carolina State, a brand new looking uh, team, will come into town to take on ECU. 7 o'clock inside of Williams Arena, Minji's Coliseum. Good to catch up again with uh, Joe Dooley, coach of the Pirates. It's been about a month or so since uh, we talked to coach. And uh, when we did, everybody was just sort of getting into town. They were just starting the uh, practices uh, in October, and uh, here we are. Uh, like it or not, Coach, the season starts in a few days, right?
4: <laughs> I think it's. I think, as we always talk about, Patrick, I think uh, it would be an ideal world if you got another month if you were a coach, and the player's been ready to play for a month. So I think it's a little bit of a – this year, I think the guys are excited. I think it's – about time to you know continue to see some new opponents and uh, get ready to play, Coach. How's the
2: roster blending together so far?
4: Well, I think it's it's different, Patrick. The rules now with us being able to work with the guys in the summer, though we didn't have all of them here second semester, uh, it, it enables you to incorporate things earlier. And the other thing is you're able once you get everybody here, you can team practice now during the preseason. You get four hours a week, so you can take some days, you know, twice a week, three days a week, and do an hour of practice and. Uh, assimilate some of the things that you're trying to put together and uh, get some combinations and maybe get a little bit of a feel and and put some drills in so that when you do start full practice, they've already seen it a number of times.
2: Coach, you've got some really good guards, uh, but Tremont Robinson White, I know early on, will be kind of relied on to, at least from the lead guard spot, be a a guy that kind of runs the show for you. He had some really good moments last year, and you you all took really great care of the basketball, especially in the early part of the season, uh, knocking down more shots, but replicating you know just that care for the basketball probably has to be a big key in the early part of this schedule for you.
4: Well, we talk about it all the time. It sounds very simplistic, but I, I like you said. I mean, you know, you, when you ask the players, you know, what are the what are the what's the thing you like least least to do, and everybody would say probably defend. And you say, what's the thing you would probably most most like to do? And they would probably say, shoot the basketball. Well, if you don't turn it over, you don't have to defend as long and you can shoot it more. So <laughs> uh, I do think they will have to go ahead and you know value the possessions. I think we've got three guys that are more than capable at the point, with Jermont, uh, Tristan, uh, his assist turnover Tristan Newton's assist turnover ratio was very good. And Javon Small, the freshman from Indiana, I think is going to be a good ball player.
2: We've got Joe Dooley uh, on the line uh, with us here, Patrick Johnson Show, as we uh, wrap up the week. Uh, We'll uh, have Pirate Basketball on 94.3, the game at 107.9 WNCT coming up on uh, Tuesday night as they take on South Carolina State. Pirates then will have uh, a stretch of three games uh, from Tuesday through next Sunday before they head down to Myrtle Beach to take on uh, Oklahoma in uh, the Myrtle Beach Invitational down there. So really good and interesting uh, early season schedule for the Pirates. And as we mentioned, Coach Dooley on the line with us. A lot, uh, Coach, has been asked about uh, Winston Tabs as he kind of works his way back. Uh, how do you think uh, he's doing so far with uh, you know his return and, and as far as getting him some uh, minutes here in the early part of the schedule?
4: Well, we need to get him some minutes. He, he, he's returned. He's not where he's going he's to be uh, you know, a month from now, but that's all part of the recovery. Uh, he's, made, he's making strides, making games on getting his timing back. Uh, you and I both know it's different to be back than to you know, to get back than it is to be back. Uh, it takes some timing, It takes a little bit to get your offense, to get your legs on. You know, there's a conditioning component. There's a field component. Uh, there's a speed component, and I think he's gaining on it. I, I think the last three or four days, he starts to look much, much more comfortable. Uh, I think the other thing, as he gets acclimated to how we're, we're playing, I think he's feeling better. I mean, his health is good, and uh, we're excited when, when, when he is ready.
2: Yeah. Um, talked about, you know, the roster gelling together and mentioned uh, Tremont, but you do have some other guys that are back. Uh, you've already referenced Tristan Newton, Brandon Suggs, uh, J.J. Miles. Uh, you and I, before we uh, started the interview, talked a little bit about Luigi debo who's kind of got a new look about him. Um, point being, you've got some veteran guys in the program now, and I have to imagine... That you know, they're uh, including the guys that you brought in on the portal have got experience. They're able to kind of show these younger guys, you know, the ropes a little bit, and and they're kind of coaches, especially the guys that are returning uh, coaches on the floor for you.
4: Well, you got familiarity, like you said, with those guys, and I said I think even the two walk on, you know, David and, and Brendan Kelly, you know, that that makes it easier. The familiarity in practice, I think, like we talked about, the other things that you're able to do in preseason, preseason also enable you to. Have a little bit more of a feel, and even the guys that were hurt or recovering have been able to watch, and sometimes even to watch a little bit is good. Is good, so you can get a feel, you can see what's in front of you, uh, you can see what to expect, and I think that guys have done a nice job of trying to help the, you know, coach the new guys. I think the, the returning guys understand that new guys need to help us, and they've tried to help educate them and uh, help coach them. You know, this this is how we're doing it, or if they see something, or as, as they're talking things through, I think they've really tried to help those guys.
2: Joe, when you guys get off the bus. I mean, you're going to pass the eye test. This looks like a, a basketball team.
4: We're we're bigger. We're, yeah, I think Jason Martinez, our strength coach, has done a wonderful job. I mean, it was hard, obviously, a lot during the season. Uh, you know, Jason got here in November, but and then you know, during once you get going through the season, it's a little bit different. I think he did an unbelievable job in the summer uh, when we had the guys here. He's done a nice job in the fall. Uh, he's doing good maintenance work with the guys right now. I think some of the guys have changed their bodies, and I think. As you as you referenced before, you know you've had some guys that have been, you know, obviously Winston played in the ACC, mm-hmm. been exposed to strength and conditioning. You know, Zoe Frank has played in the SEC, uh, you know, uh, Vance Jackson has played in the SEC and obviously played in the American. So those guys that have been through it; they're a little bit more mature. Uh, and a couple of the freshmen came in. You know, Javon Small played at a high level. You know, prep school, pre- Compass Prep out in Arizona. Um, you know, played with Ty Ty Washington played in a at kentucky you know mcdonald's all american and played a real high level of high school uh, rj Felton has a college ready body from the time he walked on campus that wasn't much anything we did his, his dad and his high school coach did a great job of preparing him
2: yeah and he was a, a big scorer um a ton of points in his career down in aiken south carolina looking forward to seeing uh, rj as the season progresses on uh pirate coach joe dooley is with us here you know We've talked about all these freshmen. Uh, Brandon Johnson, out of Raleigh, Roseville High School. I mean, he had a monster senior year. Uh, he was a kid born in Greenville. Uh, we, might we see him? Uh, You're
4: going to see a lot of them. Yeah. And he is about as a um, very pleasant surprise, um, great motor, Very by far our best offensive rebounder, uh, getting more confident by the day. Uh, good size, nice touch. Uh, he's going to be a good player for us over the course of his career, and a wonderful kid. Wonderful kid.
2: Yeah, uh, we've got Pirate basketball coach uh, Joe Dooley uh, with us here. You you referenced Tristan uh, and Newton a little bit. Uh, let me ask you about him and, and Brandon Suggs and and JJ Miles. What are you looking for those three this season? Out of those three for this season? Well,
4: I, I think you know. I think Tristan had a really good freshman year, and I think he was derailed a little bit last year. Uh, you know, he got he got. Banged up a little bit, you know. He was quarantined for a, a period and came out of quarantine and got hurt. Put on some weight, and that's probably one of the reasons he got hurt. So I don't think he had the sophomore year that he had as a freshman, which is uh, I think he'd like to turn that around. I think Paul, some of it's you know attributed to his health. Some of it was just a, an awkward year. I thought Brandon had a good year. Uh, made some improvement. I think he's made big improvement with his ball handling. He obviously led us in three point shooting percentage last year. I think J.J. feels a lot more comfortable. He's a lot more mature. I think he's taken this very seriously It's his senior year. Uh, I think his effort and practice has been really, really good. Uh, and, uh, you know, we need him to shoot the ball at a little higher level than he did last year.
2: We uh, have ECU starting the season Tuesday against South Carolina State. Uh, they really struggled last year. They've made a coaching change. They were kind of a half-court possession team last year. I think that goes out the window ideally this year uh, they've got a long time uh, uh, SEC and uh, a coach most recently with penny Hardaway at Memphis and uh, but but they're gonna they're gonna guard you 94 feet you'll, you'll see a lot of guys trying to get out on both ends and, and get in the other guy's face on on Tuesday
4: night well coach Lack was with, was with penny at Memphis the last couple of years last three years and prior to that was an assistant at, at, at Ole Miss for Andy Kennedy and uh, you know, he brought in, a, essentially revamped the roster. they got a lot of new guys. Uh, his son is a good player. He, he brought his son with him, T.J. Mavoc, a mm-hmm. good player. Uh, brought in a couple of South Carolina kids, a kid, kid uh, from, from right there, and uh, Raheem Gray, and I'm sorry, Gary. And they brought in a couple of kids from Gray's Collegiate Academy, which is a really good uh, place in South Carolina. Uh, brought in some junior college guys, uh, a couple of transfers, one, one from Jacksonville State. Uh, some athletic guys and, and uh, obviously he's playing you know getting, looking to play a, a whole lot, a whole lot of new guys but also a lot of depth
2: yeah uh and then uh just to look a little bit ahead uh next friday Canisius, uh i think other than the pirates they may have had one of the strangest COVID periods of, of anybody in the country oh uh, yeah they,
4: they were among you know i think those guys in sienna in a weird deal were the two schools that played the la- you know played the latest of the overall season and that's they had a really weird year. Uh, has a you know they do have a bunch of guys back. Uh, coach Witherspoon's done a really nice job. Uh, veteran coach, he's been around the block. And they've got a couple guys that that have that put up some numbers. Shafana you know, they play, They essentially play five seniors. Uh, Harid, they've you know got some guys off the bench that have been to the rodeo before. And they've uh, got a big international kid. That, Fritz, that is very skilled. Yeah, uh, the numbers from the three weren't great, but they they really had a, a good end of the year. I guess you know, they had a weird year, like you said. You know, they only played you know the very few number of games, and that had to be weird for those guys.
2: Then Western, and then uh, the Myrtle Beach uh, event, where you guys will square off against Oklahoma in uh, less than two weeks uh, down in Conway. Of course, you know three games before that in the opener against South Carolina State. But when you look at this uh, early season schedule, you all have. Uh, with the uh, non conference, uh, it seems like you got a little bit of everything. You're going to see a lot of different styles, too. It, it, it looks like, Coach, in this uh, early season, some pretty good coaches uh, you'll be squaring off with as well.
4: Yeah, I mean, uh, I think, you know, Tone's obviously a first time head coach, but he's been around some really good coaches, Penny, obviously, and, and, and uh, Andy Kennedy as was always successful at um, at Ole Miss and uh, now is at UAB. And then uh, Coach Witherspoon has been, you know, been around the block, has done a really good job wherever he's been. Uh, veteran team, uh, very deliberate, uh, you know, very very detail oriented, very uh, systematic in what they do. Uh, Western Carolina has a new head coach. Uh, you know, we'll play six games in 12 days essentially. at Oklahoma with Porter Moser has, you know, I think he has eight or nine new guys. a couple of returning guys, and they took some BCS transfers, including one from Duke. And and their exhibition game the other night, they went 19 for 27 from three. <laughs> Uh, so they, they you know, that they obviously, and obviously Porter's had some teams that have been very solid when he was that way Chicago.
2: And, uh, coach, as you, as you look towards, uh, the, uh, American, just, just an overview. I mean, obviously, uh, never easy to, to start with Wichita state. It, just, it seems like we didn't know a whole lot about Wichita state last year with the new coaching staff, but they make the NCAA tournament. Uh, so that's the, uh, home opener for the, uh, uh conference in late December, uh, obviously, a league that's got Memphis in the top twenty in the or top fifteen in the preseason, uh, Houston in the top twenty, and then just everybody else. UCF's going to probably have a pretty good year. It appears on paper.
4: UCF yeah, and SMU. God knows. Yeah,
2: yeah, it just it keeps rolling on. This is uh, this is a big boy
4: league. It is, and, and Wichita State. I you know we we talked about it as a staff last year. That was a cultural year. Um, they had a lot. You know, obviously Isaac had been in the program. They had all the the entire team, you know, most of the team back from the, the year before, and those guys are used to winning. They you know, took Greg a little bit while, a little while to get that thing up and running in Wichita State, and once he did, uh, they turned that into a you know, steamroll people. I and mean, uh, Isaac had been around; those guys had been around; they were under, you know, understanding expectations, uh, and, and I think that they did it. You know, I've got you know Etienne is obviously the preseason player of the year. They've got some front court guys back. Uh, Dexter Dennis is a good player. Uh, the big fellow in the middle has, has, has been a, uh, you know, been a force. Uh, they did a pretty good job recruiting. So, I, you know, I think those guys are excited about the team they have coming back.
2: Coach, uh, as you look at sort of between now and uh, Tuesday, what's the schedule like for the team? And then uh, what are you uh, kind of hoping uh, for in the uh, season opener?
4: Well, the way the schedule lines up, we'll, we'll be off on Saturday. Friday will be a, a a lot of film. Uh, we will practice probably a little bit longer. Get some stuff done. Film after practice. We'll be off Saturday. We will use that as a recovery day for the for the training room uh, because of the schedule. Practice Sunday, Monday. Obviously play Tuesday. Uh, we'll shorten the practices Tuesday, uh, Wednesday, and Thursday for you know Friday's preparation for Canisius. We'll practice Saturday and then play Sunday afternoon, uh, and then we'll be off Monday in order to to prepare to to go down to Myrtle Beach.
2: Coach, uh, best of luck uh, here in the uh, days leading up uh, to the season opener. Of course, we'll see you out there looking forward to uh, the season tipping off Tuesday.
4: Thank you,
6: Patrick. Pirate Hoops
2: Tuesday as it's ECU taking on South Carolina State. Uh, we'll have coverage uh, here beginning at 5 o'clock with the Patrick Johnson Show, lead you into network coverage at 6.30. You can also uh, check out the game here on 94.3, the game at 7 o'clock on Tuesday night And 107.9 WNCT, also ESPN Plus is where you can watch it if you can't make it out. Hope you will, though, uh, come on out to uh, Williams Arena, Minji's Coliseum. I think once this Pirate team can get everybody healthy, get everybody a chance to really gel together on the floor, uh, they're going to be a lot of fun to watch. And they'll have some uh, opportunities to to work through some things early on. But I think South Carolina State's going to come out, and even though they're uh, we're a talent-depleted team last year. As Coach described their new look with a, a new coach. They're going to come out and uh, want to play the Pirates really, really tough. And uh, they're going to be in their face. I can uh, assure you of that. They're going to try to extend the defense. All right. Uh, we're going to grab a break. Uh, we got Chris Hughes preparing us for everything going on with the uh, high school football playoffs. Opening round of the state football playoffs uh, tonight. So uh, we'll get... Uh, Charlotte Observer football guru Chris Hughes' perspective on what is going on uh, with our local teams, but also how uh, how the tournament will stack up this year at the 1A, 2A, 3A, and 4A levels. So stay tuned for that. Patrick Johnson show on a football Friday.
0: Online or on the go Love it Log on to our brand new website 943thegame.com To listen to our top rated programs throughout the day You need to Tell your smart speaker to stream 943 The Game To take us anywhere you are at any time
3: Dogwood State Bank is changing the
2: landscape of community banking. That term, community banking, is not just a catchy slogan for Dogwood State Bank. They're really defining what it means to bank local. Big banks may want big business, but Dogwood State Bank wants your business, no matter what size. At Dogwood State Bank, your business is big business. Come to Dogwood State Bank and you'll see the difference. Dogwood State Bank with offices in Greenville, Moorhead City, Wilmington, Raleigh, Sanford, and Charlotte.
1: This is where it all begins. The Pitt Community College Down East Holiday Show going on now through November 7th. Shop early for great holiday gifts, decorations. Crafts, jewelry, wine, food, and so much more. Check out the Downeast Holiday Show.com website for times to visit Santa. Buy your tickets online and spend more time shopping. Bring your list to the Downeast Holiday Show now through November 7th at the Greenville Convention Center. This is where it all begins. Holiday Shopping Simplified. Hunting
5: season is here, and it's time for a visit to Greenville Marine Outdoor Shop just outside of Greenville, a marine drive. Greenville Marine Outdoor Shop is your location for all your hunting supplies. In addition to guns and ammo, they have a complete archery pro shop with a full-time Bowtech on site, plus sportsmen on staff to answer your questions. Whether you need hunting, fishing, clothing, or outdoor supplies, make Greenville Marine Outdoor Shop your one-stop destination. Open Monday through Friday till 5 and Saturday till 1230. Due to the chip shortage, the Regional Car Buying Group is now coming to New Bern for a one-day pop-up buying event, and they want to buy your car. If you want to sell your car and don't want to hassle with the dealerships that won't give you what your car's worth, come to the regional car buying event at the New Bern Convention Center one day only, Saturday, November 13th drive up, get an offer you can't refuse and walk away with a check at this pop-up event November 13th at the New Bern Convention Center in downtown New Bern. Regional Car Buying Group will make you a great offer and buy it on the spot no matter the year, make or model. Get to the New Bern Convention Center Saturday, November 13th for this one-day event from 10 a.m. till 5 p.m. All you need is your title or payoff information, a valid registration, all title holders along with a photo ID. Oh, and don't forget all the keys and remotes too. Want more information and to know what to bring? Go to regionalcarbuyingevent.com. No purchase necessary and no appointment required. Just drive up. See you at the Regional Car Buying one-day event, Saturday, November 13th at the Newburn Convention Center.
0: Happy hours are always a swashbuckling good time with the P-Man. Happy hour for me never starts till after five. Me either. This is only number three. Let's get back to the Patrick Johnson Show here on 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Think I'm just too white and nerdy.
5: Can't you see I'm white and nerdy? Look at me, I'm white and nerdy. I wanna roll with.
2: Alright, basketball. <laughs> A We're version of the Patrick Johnson show likely and and a little over right time to tonight. But we hope you'll stay and with and us. Dirty. High School Athletic Association begins their playoffs tonight. Quick mention of our uh, friends over at uh, JP Two. I know we've touched on it a couple of times here, but uh, they're going to be playing at home tonight against Rocky Mountain Academy in the Independent Schools Division Two race, and uh, they're the number one seed. If they win, they'll host next week against the winner of Parrot over in Kinson is, and uh, Carrie Christian. So, look, I know uh, Parrot and JP2 have been kind of the class of that thing all year, but uh, in talking to some of my people that really know uh, that level of football this season, they uh, said don't be surprised if Rocky Mountain and Kerry, respectively, uh, give uh, JP2 and APA a game. But uh, let's turn our attention to the public schools now. He is the guru of football Probably in the southeast, certainly in North Carolina. I'm not gonna say probably in the very likely in the southeast. and most certainly, I mean a million percent in, in North Carolina. Uh, of course the Carolinapreps.com website now at the Charlotte Observer, our pal Chris Hughes. it's been a couple weeks since we've talked to him. Chris, what's happening?
6: Man, I'm doing great, P, man. It's a great Friday for high school football. Uh, first round of the playoffs, let's get it going on.
2: It feels like, the, or at least yesterday, felt like the third round of the playoffs as cold as it was. But, uh, no, nice fall nip in the air. Going to be nice and chilly tonight. All right, uh, we've got here on uh, 94.3, the game coming up tonight. Rose, number six in the 3A East bracket. Out of the big Carolina 3A, 4A, they were the top 3A. Uh, team to place out of that split league will be hosting Croatan. Uh, give us a little primer on that one.
6: Well, I, I really think that Rose is probably the team to beat. I, I still think that Rose is going to have a pretty good little run in the Eastern playoff bracket. You, you know, and it, to me, it comes down to the seasoning that they've gotten. Coach Will Bland and, and everybody on there, they went out and played a really aggressive schedule earlier. Uh, they, they took their lumps. Long- um, you know they played some tough teams, uh, but I really think this Rose team is a team that can progress on to the second or maybe even the third or fourth round. Uh, it gets obviously it gets much tougher uh, this week. Or they could potentially be playing uh, you know a Terry Sanford or mm-hmm. somebody like that next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I really like what I've seen out of this Rose team. Again, you know they they were my number one team in the 3A uh when we released the preseason rankings many, many, many weeks ago it seems. It seems like almost a lifetime ago with all the football we've gotten. Uh, but think about it, they lost to Hunt, who turned out to be really good nine and one. They lost to Cleveland who's just dominated everybody. They lost to Northeastern, who's the top two or three team in the in the two A ranks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then they went on that that run of four or five, sixth grade uh, and had the, obviously the loss to Newburn. but Newburn's in a class of its own. Uh, Got by Havelock last week. I think that this Rose team is primed to move on and have a good playoff run.
2: Don't discount the fact that Rose went to Havelock in a must win situation. And yeah, it was overtime, but one is the road team. You just don't do that. (laughs) You know?
6: Yeah, it probably helps that they've got Caleb King standing on the sideline, who's been a Havelock coach. You know, he probably carried a little motivation with him to back to. Wilbur Sasser field, but uh, I'm sure that it was a uh, a good a good little test for them and, and a tune-up to get themselves ready for the playoff.
2: Speaking of Havelock tonight, they'll be on uh, Groovin' Oldies 94-1. You'll hear that game there in the uh, 3A East bracket, 16-17 matchup between the Rams and the Griffons of Rocky Mount. And uh, uh, just for our audience here, uh, that's a rematch of a what ended up being one of the best regional final games in 3A football oh, man. a handful of years ago. I mean, that was an all-timer, wasn't it, Chris? From when Rocky Mount that, beat That
6: last luck. second Hail Mary, like a hundred-yard Hail Mary that Rocky Mount threw at the end of the game, that propelled them to a state championship sure that did. year. Yeah. Um, and I do think that Havelock is going to get by Rocky Mount. I don't think it's going to be a pretty game. I think it's going to be back and forth. Uh, Rocky Mount, they're a team that's going to find a way to slug through it. Uh, but Rocky Mountain is not that same team that defeated Tallboro in week one. They, they kind of went through some bumps along the road. Uh, they they have certainly had a tougher road here the past few weeks, kind of limping into the playoffs probably is the best way of putting it, but Coach Battle, they're still going to be battle-tested, and uh, they, they're they going to be a tough game, uh, but I think getting Havelock in the first round is just not an easy draw for them.
2: Our pal Chris Hughes, carolinapreps.com, is uh, where Chris uh, first started this wild, wild ride. And uh, NC Prep's involved with them, but it's the uh, Charlotte Observer where you really get a lot of Chris's great work uh, nowadays. And, of course, uh, we have him uh, on here with us uh, as well. So it's great to catch up uh, with a a long time and a dear friend, but a guy who, look, There are are a lot of pretenders out. It's like this next few weeks. We got a lot of pretenders out there. He's the contender, baby. He's the contender. (laughs) Uh, All right, Uh, Chris, let me ask you, finally, uh, North Pitt back in the play. What's happened north of the river here in Pitt County is remarkable, in my opinion. Man,
6: I want to tell you what. Uh, I want to just take an opportunity to brag on this North Pitt team. Uh, Greg Watford has been a a great coaching friend of mine over the years, Uh, just a tremendous uh, coach. Uh, he's been at a lot of big-time schools. Uh, you know, they started that season losing on a Monday night, 48 yeah. nothing, uh, so New Bern. to New Bern and, and and just did not know what to think, but Raheem Jones is just solid at running back, and between him and, you know, they got the whole stable of guys back there, Crumble and um, Hyman and a lot of these guys back there that just seem to get the ball, and they don't know how to find the end zone. Uh, I think that they are a Great story of a program that he took over that wasn't in the best shape. Uh, but boy, they sure put it on this week uh, this year. Um, I think that it's going to be a tough battle here, though, Yeah. in, in this opening game. And, and, you know, it's hard for me um, to say that they're going to go up there and play home and come away with a victory because we know how good home is. Coach Paul Harder came from Richmond County. They seemingly have been. He's almost punched their ticket to the fourth or fifth round of the playoffs every year, and I think that's a uphill up, battle for Coach Watford and that North Pitt team. But hey, we've seen them play some tough teams all year long. I'm not going to count them out here pregame.
2: All right, uh, North Pitt fans, listen up! You can hear your Panthers play tonight at Edenton Homes. We have that game for you on Talk 103.7 W T I B. So tune in for that tonight. North Pitt at Homes in Edenton, 103.7 W T I B. And uh, let's see if the Panthers can keep what's been a remarkable year going. Uh, The 4A East, number 28-seeded D.H. Conley got in there, probably by virtue of their win over a very good Jacksonville team. Uh, They have a tough putt tonight. They go to Durham to take on the fifth-seed Hillside.
6: They do, but I'm not going to write them off. I want to tell you what, I've watched this Conley team really grow – in the last couple of weeks. And, yeah, they started the season, and they just looked like uh, they were in for a long, long year. Uh, but they have, have really kind of got themselves, picked themselves up off the floor. Uh, yeah, I think it started with that big win over Northern Nash, who has turned out to be one of the true beasts of the East, and it took that win. They had a close loss to Jordan and Durham, who, by the way, is a really good team. And, and then they really put together a string of some tough games, and one when they kind of had to win. Uh, I think that Coach Connor and, and that entire program, I think they're going to put up some points tonight. I think it's going to be a good game. I don't know if I'd say they're going to win. Hillside's just one of those up-and-down teams. One day they can look like they're going to be world leaders in the next game. You know, they might they might lose a game. So you never know. Uh, but I, I, I'm not going to count out the, the Vikings. I think it's going to be a pretty good game tonight.
2: You referenced uh, Jordan Durham. By the way, they are coached by one of the bright young coaches, in high school football in the state, former Rose Offensive Coordinator, uh, coordinator Justin Allred. So, uh, shout out uh, for J-All there. Uh, Justin Allred, really one of the uh, the good guys. Okay, so uh, who else you like in the East? I see Newberg seated as four in the 4A East, speaking of tough neighborhoods.
6: Uh, how legit are the yeah, Bears?
2: Um,
6: well, I think Newberg uh, will have a good run. Uh, I'm looking at their bracket right now. They're all, unfortunately, I think they're on the wrong side of the bracket and they're going to match up with Richmond eventually on this side of their bracket. Uh, but I look at the road and, you know, I think that they'll beat Wakefield tonight. I think they could potentially have a matchup with Rollsville next week. I, I don't like the matchup that Rollsville and Pinecrest got. Pinecrest beat Rollsville the first game yeah. of the year. I could see the Rams, uh, they were the runner up last year in the spring season. I could see them potentially getting by Pinecrest. I think that'll be a tough battle next week for Newbern. Uh, Newburn will have to probably tangle with uh, Raleigh Millbrook. And ultimately, I think they'll get to play Richmond County in the fourth round uh, and at Raider Stadium, by the way, in Rockingham. And that will be kind of the marquee game. If they can get there, if they can face off the Raiders, I think that will be the big game of the East. Uh, but even even if they get by them, you've got Cardinal Gibbons, you've got Cleveland, you've got yeah. Wake Forest, you've got a lot of good teams on both sides of the bracket.
2: No, this, this 4A bracket in the East, and, I mean, of course, it's it's loaded out in the West, too, with all the Charlotte teams, but this 4A East bracket this year is big boy football. Um, and, look, I'm going to say this. I, I saw Pinecrest and Roseville on the TV package uh, I did beginning of the year with our pal Sonny Sun Alder. And Pinecrest is about as well-coached as anybody in the state. And Roseville has two explosive offensive weapons. So you better control the football if you're Newburn and you get that. And you're at home, so that helps. I mean, it's tough for those teams to travel down to New Bern, it seems like. That trip down 70 could be curtains for a lot of teams. But uh, I, I think next round, New Bern really, we're going to find out how, how, you know, legit that is. Uh, I just want to mention real quick Cleveland. What do you think of them, Chris? I mean, they're seated third, uh, and they're looking at a potential third-round matchup against Cardinal Gibbons, of all people.
6: Yeah, and and I think that that's potentially where their season could end. You never know. Um, Omari Hampton is probably among the top two or three best running backs in the state, uh, will be heading to play for Mack Brown of the Tar Heels next year. Uh, he is just a physical uh, between the tackles runner, got some breakaway speed. I think he's a guy that can play immediately in Carolina's system next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he is great, but, you know, he's not even the story. Uh, quarterback Skyler Locklear, who um, had a tremendous state championship game last year, he is also really good, and I think that this, Team. Everybody seems to talk about Hampton, but I think that Locklear is so good at picking apart yeah. passes and picking apart defenses. I like him a lot. I, again, I don't know if they can find a way to get past Gibbons uh, and, and then Richmond. You know, if they can get there, they're certainly in it. And, and, yeah. and but you know, it's just getting there. It, it's, it's a hard, hard, bumpy road.
2: I'll tell you this too: Cleveland's defense is a lot better than people uh, give them credit for. Again. Hampton and Locklear overshadow things, but rightfully so. Uh, the great Chris Hughes, at Guru Chris Hughes on Twitter, following high school football, Charlotte Observer, News Observer, uh, NC Preps, Carolina Preps, you name it. Chris is on it. Uh, I think perhaps the two beasts of the East aren't even playing tonight Tarboro and Northside. They're going to very likely meet one another in a few weeks. Wouldn't you agree?
6: Yeah, you know, I filled out a bracket, you know, kind of like NCAA basketball, I filled out a bracket just to kind of see what um, I think will happen. And I do have Tarboro and North – let's see, Tarboro and Northside uh, there. Although, uh, I will say there's a potential. I've got a spoiler in the 1A East, so I think it makes noise. Don't sleep on Pender County. I think Pender is a team uh, that can potentially – uh, getting there, maybe upside north, upset Northside on that bottom side. Um, I, I think that Northside is a tremendous team. They were there last year and darn near won the game against Murphy. Uh, so I'm not going to um, count them out, uh, but I certainly think Tarboro has the easier road on the top half of that bracket, and, and I think uh, that those are two of the kings in the 1A East for sure.
2: Well, See, I wasn't lying because Pender's not playing tonight because of the forfeit by Lejeune, so Pinder advances uh, through because of the COVID issues with the Devil Pups, which I hate because Lejeune's had such a rough go, and it's just kind of exciting to see him back in the playoffs. Uh, is, yeah, no it's a, kidding. Yeah, it's unfortunate for them. All right, uh, you, you mentioned kind of spoilers uh, here. let us uh, I know we talked a little bit about it, the 2A game earlier, North Pitt and, and uh, Holmes. Uh, anybody else out of that 2A East bracket that's kind of in the true Eastern North Carolina area we got a lot of schools there do you, do you see anybody making a little run
6: well i think that there's a couple teams that are positioned to do well but it's just a matter of how the bracket kind of plays out to their favor or not uh, i do think that assuming and i think they will beat north lenore tonight i think west craven is a team that mm-hmm. defensively i uh, can give a lot of teams some trouble uh, unfortunately i think they'll most likely run into wallace rose hill rose hill next week and um You just don't know how that would work out. But defensively, I think West Craven is as good as anyone. Uh, Hertford County, you know, they got Cleveland – I mean, Clinton in week one. I think that the winner of that game could potentially as well on that bottom half of that Mm -hmm. bottom bracket. Um, The other teams that I just think, I don't know, two win Southwest Onslow I think is a team that can go to the second or third round. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that they got a really good draw, even though they're a two-win team. I think that's better than what most people – expect them to be i think they'll beat nash central tonight i think they'll probably beat south granville in week two uh so i could see them potentially matching up with princeton uh but those are kind of coming some of the dark horse teams that i see uh in the east of course you know you're going to have to deal with some of the top dogs like st paul's and washington and northeastern yeah. although I, again i think northeastern and holmes both kind of got a tough draw potentially playing one other in second round.
2: yeah that's a good point Uh, Real quick, 3A East Bracket, and again, we alluded to Rose and uh, Havelock, their games there. Let's talk about one of their conference mates, uh, Jacksonville. Now, they're at a 13 seed, got Western Alamance at home tonight. You know, they added uh, really a great offensive coordinator and play caller uh, in Steve Brooks, the old uh, ACOC coach this year, to an already really good coaching staff with a lot of explosive weapons. And look, I know at some point you have to run the football in this in this in these tournaments. You have to play some defense, but early on, if you can score points like they can, you're you're you can be trouble for a lot of teams.
6: Yeah, and you know I've noticed as the weather's gotten colder, they have gotten a little chill, a little bit cooler on the offense. I do think that that's played a little bit against their their strength, and uh, they're playing a Western Alamance team tonight. It's four, five, and one. Uh, but this is a very tough Western Alamance team. I think Jacksonville is going to prevail. But I could see this being a down-to-the-wire kind of t- game. Uh, they're not a typical four-win team uh, coming out of d College. So I do think that that's going to be a tough game. But if they can get past Western tonight, uh, I think they'll match up with Hunt next week. I think they can win that game. And ultimately, I could see Jacksonville in the third round against the Southern Nash or maybe Elite County. Uh, so I do think that they're going to have their say in these Eastern brackets. Uh, but, again, you, between Southern Nash and Northern Nash and 71st and Rose, and, and let's just not forget Scotland County. I think Scotland yeah, right. County being a 25 seed might win the whole dadgum thing out of the East. So there's just a lot of players in as well.
2: All right, so I'm going to put you on the spot here. We've only got the four championships this year rather than the eight. Probably need six, but that's a debate for another time. So give me your matchups, East and West. Who wins the East? Who wins the West? We'll go 1A up to 4A.
6: Well, I think it's going to ultimately be Tarboro and Eastern Randolph in the 1A. In the 2A, I've got St. Paul's and Burns out of the Shelby area. In the 3A, I think it's going to be Scotland County and Greensboro Dudley. And in 4A, I think it's going to be Richmond County and Grimsley.
2: Good stuff. Grimsley, uh... Grimsley I can't remember if Grimsley won it last year or if they were just they, yeah they, they, they did. did they, they won did. The, they, they won the full yeah they they uh, shut they out uh, about, yeah they shut out Gibbons last year Grimsley
6: did Yeah I think Grimsley uh coming into this week uh I believe and I don't want to give you the right number cuz I'm looking at it right now mm-hmm. Grimsley is riding a 20 game winning streak uh they they are a really really strong team. Big
2: segment here with the one and only Chris Hughes uh with us here Charlotte Observer Preps at Guru Chris Hughes. Check him out on uh, Twitter. Great follow. He'll be all over the action tonight. And uh, I hope to not only talk to you again soon, but I hope to see you real soon.
6: Well, I hope so. You know, with the playoffs coming around, you know I'm going to be out and about and the championship's coming up. Hopefully uh, hopefully we'll have uh, an opportunity to see each other at least by then, if not sooner.
2: Hopefully so. We'll talk to you again, I'm sure, in a few weeks. Thanks a lot for the uh, help here uh, setting the stage for tonight's uh, opening round of the playoffs, and we'll talk to you very, very soon, Chris.
6: Well, thanks to you, man, and you are the true beast of the East. I appreciate you having me on.
2: Anytime. Thanks to Chris Hughes for taking a few minutes with us. Also, big thanks to Joe Dooley, ECU Basketball, to open the season Tuesday as they will uh, take on South Carolina State at home. You can hear that game right here. Uh, coverage beginning at 5 o'clock, but also uh, the tip at 7 o'clock here on 94 3, the game. The flagship station of the ECU Pirates will have pirate football coverage tomorrow beginning at noon with our Bush Light Pirate Game Day countdown. Join Terrence Copper and myself for that one. Big thanks uh, also uh, back in the uh, studio control to uh, Ben Byram and the ref, Philip Pilkington. Appreciate their efforts. Rose football is coming up at 7 o'clock tonight in the 3A East bracket of the state playoffs as Rose will take on Croatan, join our crew, uh, Croft Massey, Ronald Vincent et al. for that. We'll also keep you up to date uh, on uh, scores during the broadcast, but uh, also of the playoff uh, scores. Once they go final tonight on our social media, 94.3, the game on Facebook. Also at 943, the game on Twitter, Patrick Johnson, signing off Monday. I'll be on talk of the town with Trent McGee, seven to nine over on talk. One Oh three, seven WTIB. So join us there uh, after uh, football coverage tomorrow. We'll be uh, doing the last couple of games as well of the North Carolina high school athletic association, volleyball championships, the four, a And the 1A from uh, Reynolds Coliseum on NFHS Network. So looking forward to that as well. If uh, you're a volleyball fanatic, maybe you'll tune in. All right, we'll uh, talk to you next week. Some big things to talk about, some big news, some big happenings. We'll keep you appraised of it. Also, uh, let you know what is uh, going on. Uh, around uh, Pirate Nation and beyond. in a recap Monday when Jim Zoki joins us, not only of the Panthers uh, weekend, but also of uh, the Pirates weekend against Temple. Hey, and our guys are headed out to Charlotte from our uh, On the Prowl podcast. So I uh, hope those guys will uh, be safe. Hope you have a great and safe weekend as well. We'll see you back here Monday on the Patrick Johnson Show.